Want to hear what it's like growing up in Muslim culture? Want to hear what life is like in Bangladesh? Want to hear what it's like growing up a Muslim living in Texas as a little boy? This is a great episode. I'm your host, Gary Levitt. Matt Kaplan and I talk to New York comedian Usama Siddiqui. This episode is brought to you by Future Moments, makers of the apps Mic Swap and Audio Fix for Videos. Check them out on the iTunes App Store. What's up, man? I, I was uh, nervous researching you because I got to type Usama in my Google. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, same here, dude. Same here. <laughs> I yeah. figured we'd start with the most obvious being your name. Is Usama. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's in 15 years, you know? So it's like, it's kind of okay. I got my ass whooped pretty regularly on September 12th and shit, you know? <laughs> September 12th was a bad day for Usama's everywhere. You did, know? did you really feel any... Uh, specific backlash oh yeah specifically a guy took my back and lashed it against the wall of a bathroom yeah. really yeah yeah this guy's name is trevor and trevor. uh yeah trevor was fifth grade uh, sixth grade and uh yeah, the day after he like uh like uh, i was coming out of the bathroom just fucking started wailing on me just because your name was Osama. i mean i'm from texas i'm from the south uh so it's, there's a little more tension there have you been down the south yes okay where in texas are you from uh dallas okay right pretty tough town it's, it's a pretty tough town yeah it is they <laughs> nice. like their yeah, guns only the gunslingers get out you know that's like uh unfortunately the definition of american i feel like uh cowboy yeah tough yeah. guns right. right i mean dallas bbq that's like a place here there's no such thing as dallas bbq <laughs> dallas bbq yeah there's a, there's a new york chain uh-huh yeah that's not even a thing really uh, yeah because austin's more the bbq austin place. like more western texas like yeah. el paso and stuff like that yeah i've been through texas quite a bit actually right. oh yeah yep for what uh, i used to play in a band and we did quite a bit of touring oh shit so you left the band kept a look yeah That's it. I well you. see I, I i don't like having long hair because it's such a stigma but you don't want to see me walking around with short hair. <laughs> <laughs> I do better with long hair with with the women's. It's, yeah, yeah, oh, but long I hair is a universal man. Felt that for sure. I mean, dudes make fun of it because you just look so good. You know oh. what I'm saying? Like the long hair. If if I'm being made fun of because I look so good, I will take that. Right, straight up, dude. I'm, that's why people hate on man buns. That's why people hate on long hair sometimes because it just looks good to women. And so dudes created this hate thing with oh, it, the stigma. The so stigma. it's an envy. I think it's an envy thing. That's why the, the stigma comes from the envy. You probably don't get that with the name Osama. Uh, there's no Osama envy, but <laughs> there is jawline envy. I do, I do get a lot of jawline envy. Yeah, you have good jawline. facial structure. Yeah, that's, yeah, but that's just me not eating. You know, it's just like, is, is that the, <laughs> I don't have a good jawline. I just I just don't eat enough mm. to get a not jawline. Well, if you don't use your jaw, it's going to turn into a, a mush. You're going to lose the the sculpture. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> trying to keep it hot in here. You're trying to keep it ten. You know. So Trevor. Yeah. In sixth grade, just beat you up. Yeah, man, not regularly. I remember this is one singular event mm-hmm. where after 9-11, I mean, dude, I'll be real, man. I was getting my ass with before 9-11 as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, post 9-11, there was like a patriotic twist 
to their swirlies. You know, there was like a yeah. little added just, justified, justify a little bit yeah. of like, credibility, a little yeah. ethos to their to their crusade. Mm-hmm. And uh, what better target? And I was already wimpy. I was just skinny, and a guy named Usama now. You know, right. and you're a brown person in Dallas. A brown person in Dallas. And before they would just call me fucking asshole or idiot. And then eventually, one guy I remember was like, "You get over here, Osama." And I was like, "Is he calling me by my name, or is that a racial slur right. that he's thinking of?" And that's the kind of confusion. That was going on post 9 11. Like, get over here, Osama. Now, you must have thought of changing your name. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, it was a weird story. My mom um, came to me one day and she was like, Hey, uh, do you want to change your name to something a little less Muslim? Yeah. Uh, like Hussein. Hmm. Did she really that say was that? her line. She really? Wa- was she in, in joking? Her, no, in her mind, Osama was a bad word. She still right. wanted a Muslim name, right. but one that wasn't as Muslim as Osama. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I now, like, was this before the uh, Iran? I, exactly, Iraq exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, edit that so he knows <laughs> that it's Iraq war. Uh, yeah, I know. That, 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 I used yeah. to have a joke about this. Like, yeah, like, she chose the, she's like a prophecy for my own ass whoopings. <laughs> right, like, yeah. She chose the second worst name. Right. <laughs> so after I got my ass whooped for, uh, in 2008, he'd be, she'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you want to change the name something a little less Muslim? Like, like ISIS, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> five years later, ISIS, like, ah. She's like, how about an American name like Bill Cosby? <laughs> 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 nice, nice. But uh, yeah, my mom, my mom doesn't even know about uh, the Bill Cosby stuff. She just uh, sees the Cosby stuff still. She's like one of the only women who doesn't know about the. <laughs> is very mom, immigranty. Is your mom in Dallas or in Bangladesh? You're from Bangladesh, am I right? Uh, yeah, I'm from. I was actually born in Canada. Okay, but my parents are from Bangladesh, uh, and my dad's like uh, from a Bengali-speaking part of uh, India, which is like East Beng- East India. Yeah, uh, which is called West Bengal, and then they met. And then they came here to Canada and then had uh, you in Canada. Oh, yeah. So are you, you have a Canadian citizenship? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're not, actually, I can't vote. Oh, wow. Interesting. So yeah. how are you here? You go to school here? They moved, no, no, oh, they I, moved I, here. a permanent resident. So okay. I'm, I'm an alien, basically. Yeah. So I have a permanent res card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you must have thought of changing your name. Yeah, a little, uh, but I was like, uh, there was a time when I wanted to change my name, but I was like, I don't have any good ones to change it to. Mm-hmm. Have I, you thought I was, of uh, Adolf? Adolf. <laughs> uh, I was leaning towards Waldo. <laughs> not even joking. Like Waldo was going to be a thing. Uh-huh. And then uh, I was like, you know what? Uh, it's too much hassle. I don't have the, the funds. Well, like even Barack Obama changed his name. You know, oh, He was Barry for uh, many, many years. Oh, yeah? Barry Obama. And now it's Barack. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and at some point he's like, you know what? I'm just going to be Barack. Okay. Then we, then we would have both been Hussein's then. Fucking. Yes. Right? Amazing. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the name thing wasn't that bad, dude. I, I, I was getting my ass whipped for other more sh- shitty reasons than the name thing. Because of the way you look. And the you way also- I looked, right? The, I was like lazy eyelid, you know, they, were, uh, they mm-hmm. used to beat on that. I was, I was a very easy target. Mm-hmm. Would they beat on the lazy eye or the eye that Who knows? See- was this Trevor? I don't even know if <laughs> that guy was Trevor. Who knows? Uh, and I was actually born with this uh, uh, lazy eyelid. And it's like, they would just hit everything. They would, mm-hmm. I mean, not regularly, but uh, everyone. Trevor was the guy that was... He's, if he was, if I was getting my ass whooped, it was Trevor. And if I had to think of a bully's name, it would probably be Trevor. Straight up, dude. Trevor. Yeah. Trevor was the oh, dude. He was, he was such a stereotypical dude. Like you know, divorced parents, uh, lives in a trailer park, angry, angry. Yeah. Uh, and then this nine eleven shit happened, and he's like, "What the fuck? You get, get fucking back." You know? e- easy target. Easy target, man. Yeah. 
And you, you have any idea what happened to Trevor? Uh, I hope he has eight kids. I, I really do. I, I only <laughs> he wish the worst does. upon him. <laughs> yeah. And they're all voting for Trump. They're all voting for Trump. <laughs> and uh, they all live in the same trailer park he grew up in. And uh, his five-year-old has syphilis, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> that kind of shit. Have you, have you looked him up on Facebook? Uh, no, he doesn't have Facebook, which is a he good sign. He can't even afford a Facebook. Yeah, yeah it's a good sign. Like, <laughs> hey, Trevor, it's free. Right, right. But maybe he's still on Zanga. That's what he all he can afford. He can just afford like, the oldest. He's like, how come no one's accepting my friends to request? Because <laughs> you don't have any friends, dude. <laughs> oh, Trevor, dude. All right. This, there's a lot here I want to talk to you mm. about. Like, all the different cultures, all right, the right. different culture changes, mm. and also growing up Muslim, mm. right? Mm. Very Muslim, dude. Uh, Very Muslim. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't uh, have my first kiss until like college. I didn't know what jacking off was until college. Uh, you, you never masturbated? Never masturbated until until uh, first week of college. I mean, I would have wet dreams. Yeah. Because uh, if you don't jack off, uh, eventually it just comes out in the form right. of wet dreams every two to three days, Is no that matter what. I never have wet dreams? Well, yeah, I do, I, exactly. I, I would never have wet I would have, I, so every two to three days, I, no matter what the dream was, I would have a wet dream. Uh, yeah. So I would just be like thinking about a kite or something, and I'd wake up in my own cum. Just a, like. A sexy kite? Sexy kite. Like, am I attracted to fun? What's going on? And it's like. <laughs> It was a whole different thing, and it would just come out because I wouldn't jack up. And it's a very unnatural thing for a boy not to jack up, mm-hmm. and so uh, nope. yeah. But you were in school here in the U.S., right? Right, but at the time. all my friends were also Muslim dudes. We all had a taboo. We never used to talk about sex or anything mm-hmm. sexual. And even if a guy liked a girl, we'd stop it. We're like, no, no, we're not doing this. This is weird. Why? What? Are, what is the uh, Muslim tradition that? It's like there's no premarital anything. No you know, premarital. I mean, no sex for sure. Premarital sex out of the culture. Premarital, premarital touching. I mean, there's dating, but it's really you're dating to marry someone. So, but ideally in Islam, you uh, the culture Islam, not the religion, but the culture, you meet someone at 22, mm-hmm. you hang out with them for a year, and then you marry them. And there's no thing before, nothing after. It's like a really repressed thing. You buy into it when you're a kid because you're just like, oh, this is the guilt. They, they that's give you the, the norm. That's, that's who you are. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't know, I know how to talk to girls. I didn't know what jacking off was. I didn't know, like, I, I don't even look down there. I didn't even, I, I probably didn't clean my dick for like the first, you know, 17 days. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. So, so you're, just, you're in the shower and you're just like, what no, is no, no, that no. thing? What the fuck? <laughs> I don't want to think about it. He's just here. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> stranger danger stranger danger you're like god's one mistake <laughs> right right <laughs> what is this <laughs> give me a side well it always amazes me about every most religions mm-hmm. is that uh god is so powerful and does all this stuff but then oh you can't you know you have to cut your dick right, because it's right. not it's not normal the way so, it was right like he didn't he'd figure it out before you throw him out you know right yeah but that's just a, it's just all these funny traditions but like uh uh, yeah, man, the Muslim thing really held me down sexually, development-wise, for a long time. Like, but you were in school in Dallas for yeah. most yeah, of the so time. I, yeah, I was like from fourth grade to college, end of college, I was in Dallas. So do you think because you're in Dallas, like maybe if you went to school in New York, you'd be uh, interacting with more diverse oh, people? for sure. I probably would have known about jacking off. Wait, I mean, these kids nowadays have sex at like eight, nine, ten. Yeah. They're fucking, <laughs> dude. Where are they fucking? Yeah. Where are these kids fucking? Um, elementary school. But inside, <laughs> like where? Where? Playground. Get, get, Playground. Yeah, the slides these days. The slide. The oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, but you think because that just uh, enforced you being sheltered, hanging out with other Muslim kids? Yeah, man. I, all the Muslim kids that I know, we we've all sloughed it off a little bit. I, I still have a spirituality to me, but like that, all that rigid structure is, is mm-hmm. basically gone. But, but born again Christians and heavy Christians are the same. What do you mean? 
uh, they don't believe in premarital sex. Okay, you're right, right. Uh, but you can do anal, right? That, well, that's the loophole. Anal loophole. <laughs> God, right? God doesn't look back there. Right, right. If, if you're underneath uh, a bridge that you can't see, God doesn't have extra <laughs> vision, you know? <laughs> I've actually talked to a bunch of uh, born-again Christians. They were on some retreat or something, uh-huh. and I just ended up having a conversation, and they were all like, oh, yeah, we do, we do anal because that uh, preserves our oh, virginity. Oh, my God. Come so on. Your, your high school, it was mixed right yeah it was a public school all that yeah so was there no sex education biology so okay so like i'm telling you man i I don't know i can remember my head learning the sex education i just remember not learning it like i i saw the video i was at the puberty video right i used to get boners you know and i was like this is intense what's going on here would you feel guilty when you got them no i I didn't know it was a thing to be guilty i didn't know what what the fuck was going on right this is is my there's blood filling and spongy (laughs) tissue and that's all i know you know you didn't think you're i'm being inhabited by the Uh, devil right right right. (laughs) I'm not that weird, all right? Okay, like good. those weird Christian <laughs> chicks, you know. Like I, I shouldn't have even had that. Thought. Right, right. I, I look down at those girls too. All right, you're like you know, get yourself together. Right? Uh, but um, I remember looking at the video, seeing everything, and not getting it. I just didn't get it. You know, like I, I thought penises were universal until eighth grade. Uh, I thought everyone had a penis. Ninth grade, I learned about AIDS before I learned about sex. So someone mm. was like, "I thought sex was this is what I thought sex was. I thought sex." was kissing someone mm-hmm. and the saliva would go down to your stomach and create a baby, right? Wow. And I was so against that, that idea of kissing a girl, I was like, fuck that. Mm. Fuck that sinning. I was going to spit into a cup, give it to my wife, be like, drink this, okay? And then get a baby. Wow. That was literally how I thought I was going to do it for my rest of my life. So your so parents terrible. never sat you down and had a sex conversation? No, no. Mm-hmm. Were, were you worried about the wet dreams? Like, am I sick? What's no, going I on enjoyed here? the feeling. I okay. enjoyed the feeling. I was like, I used to do this thing. Okay, dude, I'm telling you, man. This, I look back, I'm like, who is this guy? I used to uh, not jack off, right? But I used to do these inexplicable things that were like subconscious desires to get off. So I'd like wait till my parents were asleep at 3 a.m. and walk out uh, in, uh, naked into the street. Mm-hmm. I just walk out naked and I'd feel the breeze and you know, I would like the breeze on my body. And mm-hmm. I would get the boner and I used to like that boner. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to create. I used to be like, there's got to be another way. There's... You would never just put your hand down there? No, right. Wow. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Like the religion created my own mental path. See, neuronal pathways that created what like hearing now is how religion creates dysfunction uh, yeah it's it's in that sense I, mean, I think religion can do a lot of good things but sexually it does fuck up a lot of kids man yeah. uh, especially the ones that are very deep and so I, I would just wait for the breeze and I would like the breeze it was like breeze winsturbation right? like I would just wait right, for right, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the wind and I was like oh this is it and I remember thinking in my head one day I was like there's got to be a way to channel the wind yeah. in a repeated motion to create <laughs> a, a, a sense of uh, self propelling uh, stimulation and I was I was like on the no- it was like Einstein on relativity I was like right there for jacking off like right there I was this close you're like we really need to switch to wind turbine <laughs> energy now right, right. <laughs> so I, it was like I was, my finger was on jacking off I, I just never figured it out and I didn't have any outside usually your friend tells you or like when you're five like yo you gotta try this out yeah or so I but then when you're when all your influences are also Muslim it's like how do you but I don't even think your friends would tell you I think it's just something that you do like you knew to go outside really? and naked I never had the, right I never had the instinct to put my hand down my dick my, my hands though but I wonder if that came from something with your upbringing 
May, I, I've been searching for the answer to this for a long time. Like, is it a religion thing? Is it just like, I was also a guy who was very much uh, not in the, uh, a, a passive li- like liver of life. Liver? That's fine. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Passive. Uh, just live passively. Yeah. yeah. And I, all I did was play video games. That mm-hmm. was my uh, wholehearted passion forever. I was, my entire life was video games. So I played everything, but in a way that is like, not an, addic- not an addiction, but it's like a passion. It's like my, my way of, my reason for being. So like I never decided to learn anything. Right. I never decided to learn. I, I was just naturally smart enough to get A's all the time. My, my like my neurons were just geared to get A's. I was good at memorizing things from a young age, and I never learned anything really. I just got. I just killed it at school. So nobody really asked questions. I was. Uh, I just played video games all day. You're textbook smart. Textbook smart. Very textbook smart. Yeah. Uh, wasn't really smart in any other way. Just I had no idea. Right. Uh, and then I would just play video games, and instead of learning about the world, I would just play video games all day, every day. All the time. Mm-hmm. And so I never learned anything. I never had any curiosities about my body except for video games. But I would think that would be a natural, like, Matt, how did you know to jerk off? I, th- I feel like, you know, just watching <laughs> movies, like as a kid, yeah. you know, like R-rated movies right. and stuff like that, I knew it was something. And, and I figured See, out at I some point right, I that would happen. I, and then, you know, there was always like the friend that hit puberty like years before everyone else. Right. So some and sort he of spread cultural... The word. Yeah. yeah, it just seemed like it was kind of part of it. And, you know, yeah, exactly. it's, you know, something maybe you, you keep from your parents, but otherwise right. it's something you discuss with your right. friends and it's, it's, you know, part of, part of everyday life. Yeah. yeah. No idea. Do, exactly. What, were you not watching uh, American movies? I was. I, it's, it's like I was a kid who's like seeing things, but not uh, absorbing information. Mm. I think that's what it was. It's not even a religion thing. Religion helped me be, and this is interesting. I've never really ta- I've, like talked about it like this. This is very interesting. I've never actually thought about it like this. I think a lot of it was I was a person of the world, but I wasn't in the world. I was just kind of all the information was coming in. I wasn't really absorbing it because right. my only th- idea was finish homework, play video games. Uh, and that's it. Well, I think this happens from uh, moving around a lot and also being okay. a different culture in a different culture. Right, right. That you're the cultural thing for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I think when you move around a lot, it's hard to feel connected to a place. Okay, I, I can see that a lot actually. And then I moved from Canada to New Jersey to Dallas very mm-hmm. quickly, and so I, maybe in a formative time, I was just like, I, I, I don't know. I, but also, you move there, like especially in a place like Dallas, where people have a lot of Texan pride. Yes, yes. And you're like, I don't relate. Who are what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas except women's rights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's uh, it was just a, a life that I wasn't really living. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it makes sense you would feel on the outside. Yeah, very outside. Oh, very outside. And I felt ugly, and people used to call me ugly. When I was growing up, like very much, yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of shit. Like, childhood was not like a, a, a steady, stable time for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I used to get called, uh, Amanda Henson and uh, Christy. These two girls, yeah, used to call me ugly. Used to make fun of my face. Uh huh. And I only, I only wish that um, ideally those two are now living with Trevor. And they're mm-hmm. all living with syphilis and AIDS and all that. Yeah. Have you found them on Facebook? Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah? Uh, Henson is a Muslim now. And I'm like, Interesting. not on my watch. You know wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a Muslim now. And I think she's marrying some Muslim good. But... Uh, well, she she wasn't a Muslim then. No, I think she started marrying. She started dating a Muslim guy. Now, I mean, now, I mean, now she's probably not even a bad person anymore. It was just like back in the day, right. or, or like we said earlier, she had the envy. She really liked you, and right. she liked your oh, your dark skin oh, maybe, and, and, and Muslim man. upbringing, Ooh. and uh, that's why she made fun of you. 
that's yeah. don't do that to me I, my whole life has been vengeance against this one girl don't take away the, you the take fuel. his power <laughs> yeah. we have a man right here right now and you bring her I'm like no nah! but that is an interesting thing you can be fueled by anger yeah yeah, yeah. and you could use it I, I, it I, I think it's a cheaper fuel mm. than genuine inspiration and, and, and the joy of the journey but like I, I still think uh, anger can can power of many years of your life yeah, absolutely sure. yeah it's like 40 percent of the uh oh, <laughs> corn oil they put in it <laughs> corn oil yeah all right so you get to college and then you hear about masturbation and you're like fuck this i'm, I'm going right, for it right right so i get to college and i'm telling you i even call co college it's college yeah. and i'm like i don't know what jacking off is i've never like really tried it uh i i i, I don't know i've never had a kiss a girl in my life you know i'm just going in and very like oh jeez. Uh, and um, I remember my friend, my, one of my best friends, Praju, he was like, uh, I was jacking off the other day. I'm like, what, what do you mean jacking off? And he's like, what, you know what jacking off is? Wow. And like, he's like, what? And I, I thought porn was a sin. I thought porn was a straight up sin, so I never even tried it. Never tried looking at it. Now, no. where did you get that idea that it was a sin? Uh, Islam, straight up. That's, uh -huh. that's classic Islam right there. Yeah, see, I want, I want to, before we get too far ahead, exactly. I want to delve into this. So okay. you, you were raised Muslim. Yes. So you're just in... in all what language were they speaking in your home uh, bengali bengali yeah okay so and my parents weren't even that religious really mm -hmm. but they had they had a lot of muslim values in their culture so the islam is so intense that it like permeates in the culture as well so bengali culture right which is really uh, passed down from islamic culture a lot of it you know you can't uh, culture is religion right and so in their culture it's like you can't sex you can't porn you can't mm -hmm. but that's not really bengali that's just like trickle down from islam really right because uh, it's a big part of the culture right so it's not that my, my mom and dad weren't praying five times a day but they were very traditional in their culture right so well, i think jews matt and i are both jewish okay. i'm not a religious person okay. i'm a spiritual person right. But um, I think Jews are similar where they love their customs, the customs. and traditions. You almost say customs. <laughs> you almost <laughs> said it. So much yeah. of it is so silly to it, me. Right. But it's it's the customs that you hold down to because that sort of kind of grounds you in the chaos of the world a little bit. Right. What, uh, but it also isolates you because I really think human nature, people are, is tribalism. Yeah. Like people have to feel like they belong to a tribe. Yes, yes. And that comes with the customs and the traditions. It's like... No, we're this. Right, we're tribe B. And I, I do think it, it's it's it does hold back in terms of connection, but it also helps against depression a lot of times. I think a lot of white dudes in New York who don't have that sort of bedrock oh, end up depressed and like sort of uh, like flotsam because they don't have like an anchor. Right. Whereas a lot of minorities they have that sort of shared conflict or shared like set of cultural values that really does bring you a part of something more, which I think humans really desire. Absolutely, I yeah. think that's a part of human nature is to feel like like you said to right. feel like you're anchored onto something right. bigger, bigger than yourself right. i think the main the, the main challenge is can you be anchored to your globe can you be anchored to a human race because that's the guy who has empathy for gays and empathy for everyone is a guy who looks at himself as a human first I, and a bengali second you know i was trying to make this into a bit but like <laughs> here I, we go i yeah. think it'd be awesome if yeah. uh we there was another life form yeah. on another planet and they invaded yeah and we because that's, that's how perfect. you re that's how you unite people exactly, exactly over a common enemy yeah so then all of a sudden we all be earthlings right fighting these aliens yeah exactly that's perfect you know and then we could still have our sense of tribalism but it's on a bigger scale right 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 exactly it's like when the bloods and the crips meet together to fight the cops exactly boom, boom. yeah exactly nice I'm, I'm so so it's more of a cultural thing, though uh, you're still going to mosque every week? Mosque every week, uh, you know, going to eat, like all the cultural things that come with that, 
uh, the Islam we were doing. No, honestly, just, was there uh, bigotry in that? What do you mean, bigotry in the, uh, like? Did in you the have house? a feeling towards Jews? Did you have a feeling towards Christians? I used to hate gays, uh-huh. uh, not Christians. Mm-hmm. Kind of Christians were the one God. Jews were the one God. So we were like, oh, there are there are people. So we, we let them into our tribe. So uh, any any religion that uh, idolized one God that exactly works, exactly. So Hindus, no. Looked down on them mm-hmm. when I was growing up because they're like, oh, the eighteen gods, and then but I was like, you're Indian, so I'm cool with you, right? Because it bends so you choose the tribe, mm-hmm. but you choose which tribe you want. Well, they're your neighbors, exactly. It, yeah. it's, it's, I'm looking back, I'm so ashamed of this stuff, but like, yeah, I used to like hate on gay people. Mm-hmm. I remember me and my friend, we used to like hate on gay people because like. Uh, we, just didn't, we, we used to like have sleepovers where we'd hate on gay people but we were hating on gay people while like sharing a sleeping bag like so it was like two dudes <laughs> cuddling <laughs> being like what's the deal <laughs> and it's such an ironic weird stupid thing but like we, we just like would say like it's all natural uh, the Legos don't fit was one of our favorite catchphrases we're like the Legos right. don't fit uh-huh. the Legos don't fit and we thought it was so clever and so stupid and yet you probably never even knew one I, I learned to know one in uh, 10th grade uh-huh. and then that stuff a lot of the hate because he's a cool friend and he came out and I was like I can't now is that is that yeah. bigotry trickled down from Islam Islam uh, Bengalis and Indians don't like gays on a cultural level either. Indians neither Indians neither man. H- Hindus Hindus don't? don't like nobody likes gays mm-hmm. uh, in, yeah, I mean all religions all people all around the world people don't like gay they don't people. like gay people man Africans you know? hate gay. Like, everyone yeah. hates gay people really they do uh-huh. uh, it's illegal to be homosexual in mo- a lot of these countries like, India I think it is I was uh, I want to bring this up to you because this is super current but uh-huh. uh, in researching you last night right uh, and then I started to research Bangladesh <laughs> did you see this in the news uh, what are you talking about uh, they basically all the gay people went into hiding in Bangladesh. Yes, yes. Oh, Bangladesh is a terrible place. To, I'm I'm going there in like two days. I know. Uh, and I was like, oh my god, he's dude, going there. there. There are atheist bloggers getting murdered every two weeks. Right. Uh, it's like Russia, basically. You can't speak out in public. Yeah, you can't speak out in public. The Islamists are getting ISIS is like, is it ISIS? It, it's a lot of militant people. ISIS is there, but it's like, uh, it's 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 more like the people are like Islamist extremism is coming up, and it's like. Oh, dude, it's I'm, becoming more extreme. Yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. Oh, my family's extreme. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna fucking drink at this wedding. You know? Like, oh, right, because Islam doesn't allow alcohol. Oh yeah, for sure. Actually, this could get me murdered. I realize this, but uh, this podcast. Yeah. Do you have any ISIS fans? Well, let's okay. put this out when you come home. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we sit on it for a couple of weeks? <laughs> Honestly, just, uh, whenever you guys put it out, put it out. But no, uh, I do not want to yeah. be re- responsible for your death. <laughs> I really don't want that. It's great publicity, Gary. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I will have a note in my fan. It was Gary's fault. I, may, I will make sure that it happens. But um, yeah, and that'll just like put you through the roof in terms of. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, I'm, I'm nervous for you going there. I mean, when I was reading this it, news article, right? You know, they're attack. They're coming to people's homes. Someone posts on a Facebook, and then they're attack. They broke down their. Oh home. yeah, dude, dude. It's not even. Oh my god. And like legally uh, brought up on charges. Yeah. And attack. It's crazy. It's scary. And I, I, I wear earrings. I'm gonna take those off uh, mm-hmm. to go to Bangladesh. They don't even. Are you going to bring your boyfriend? Uh, well, let's suck his dick first before I leave, but I'm going to make sure. No, man, but like, yeah, I'm going to make sure I, I look as straight as possible and stuff like that. But yeah, it's... Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous, man. I'm a little... I'm a little... So Bangladesh as a culture, as a country, is becoming more extreme? I, I think... Uh, I mean, the urban centers, for sure. Rural areas right. don't even change that much. Like, really, rural areas stay... You know, Harlem really doesn't change. Well, that's you know, the odd thing that you just said. The, the um, city centers are becoming more extreme. Usually, yeah. it's the opposite. 
Oh, really? Usually, in you know, historically, at least in the United States, right. as far as I know. Oh, when you combine all the different cultures, that ends up being interesting. Liberal. Interesting. I feel like uh, uh, third world countries are, are far more subsistence living mm. to uh, the, even have opinions about stuff. Sometimes, like they're just poor, so poor, right. that their only thoughts are food. Right. How do I the seasons? Basics. So it's like there's no time to like have ideas because right. you, you got to feed your 18 kids. Yeah, they that say because you, uh, you don't. There's no condoms in the villages. Philosophy, spirituality is a luxury of the leisure class oh dude nice which is interesting because uh, i feel like some of the poorest people are also some of the most spiritual but like uh the philosophy you guys like to give hope. voltaire isn't a guy that you know the the the, the rice farmer reads you right know? right it's not time it's, like, it's not applicable to him really right it's for different purposes it's more not to ponder other things but right. to just give hope right 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 yeah so yeah I will, i'm slightly not terrified but you know cause i'm bengali i'll be fine they'll be like you're one of the good ones and they'll shoot my white friend you know but like uh-huh. you know but uh they might say like say this in bengali and i my bengali is at like a third grade level so it's like like what's what's fog in Bengali? I'm like shit, and then it just that's but it. That's you it. don't speak it still with your parents. I do, I do. Uh, do. But it's I'm still. I mean, I'm like. So your parents aren't very bright, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that one's for you, mom. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, they're, they're very smart. It's just like uh, you, when you're in America, you can only learn so much Bengali because there's so many influences. Are you losing it? I'm not losing because I have a bedroom. I can read and write it as well. Yeah. But I, I I've, I've stayed stagnant at, at a third, fourth grade level of Bengali. Now, if I went to Bengali, <laughs> already if, fucking up. If I, if I, if I went to Bangladesh, <laughs> I would if not say. If I went to Pakistan, uh, <laughs> uh, if I went to Bangladesh, would I be? Uh, what should I be concerned, dude? I, I don't think you. It's not as dangerous as Pakistan. All okay. right, Pakistan is really terrorist cell, and definitely release this after I come back. By the way, please. Definitely. <laughs> I just realized what I'm saying here. Um, but yeah, you you would uh, the long hair would not be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look American. You look like the devil in a, in, a, in a sense to a Bengal like a Bengali old person. You know, if I was ISIS, I would not like you because sure. I because I look American or because you look. Like, I know you have a beard and you kind of look ISISy, right? A little, <laughs> yes. but really you don't to, to a person who, uh, in in India or Bengal because you look very very much um, either Arab. Right. And, uh, but like in a way that's like American like they, they know you're American immediately they would they would because the Arab was, is a di- what was would they know I was Jewish uh, I don't know Okay. I don't think so actually but yeah they know you were American and they would not like so it so basically I have the worst possible look yeah. to Americans I look Muslim yeah. <laughs> and to Muslims I look American exactly, exactly I'm in like the hate zone yes yes the hated zone it's, it's called the Levitt uh, mm-hmm. but yeah yeah so you, you would be fine honestly if you just people can travel and be fine but just well, yeah, be careful. You right. know, don't go to Pakistan. Bangladesh will be fine. Uh, everyone's too lazy there. To everyone's too busy watching cricket all the time to hate on people. You know, right. so like all, all the aggression between races comes out in cricket. It's so it's so sad because I got removed from an American airplane. Yeah. So if I was flying a, a Bangladesh yeah. airline, I'd get removed for being American. Right. 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 <laughs> oh, dude, and you don't want to go on the airline either, man. It's just oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, they're still pedaling. There's pedaling. They got rickshaws <laughs> going up and down. <laughs> People on the wings with kites, <laughs> mosquitoes. You gotta have a net around you in the seat. It's, it's crazy, man. That's another thing I saw. Um, in Bangladesh, you have to sleep in a net because yeah. the mosquitoes are. Hey, well, bro, that, that is good research, man. I don't know. What, nice, dude. This is like, impressive. Uh, well, this is the part of the podcast I like. I get yeah. to research people Very and cool. take all the stuff. Very cool. In. Um, yeah, you feel sitting in a mosquito net because um, uh, in summer, summer especially. They are everywhere. So every and if you if you if you leave one crack open, 
They're gonna find it. The mosquitoes come in and they go to town, dude. All the arms, every face. They don't even give a shit. It's and there's a there's like, a good uh, Zika type Zika, bro. Mosquitoes? Zika is starter. All right, we're talking dengue. Dengue Masha is like a dengue fever. Yeah. K- killed a lot of Bengalis, a lot of people across the world. That is the mosquito you got to watch out for, the white ones, the, one uh-huh. the white tails. Watch the fuck out. Uh, Zika is, is some pussy shit compared to dengue, dude. And then malaria is not, it's being eradicated slowly, but malaria is passing mosquitoes as well. Wow. You just got to watch out. So sleeping is dangerous in Bangladesh. Li- dude, breathing is, uh, dude, you go, have you been to third world country? Um, no, I'd say go, Mexico's the poorest. Don't country. even, don't even. That's not that they have roads and stuff. That dude, you go to Bangladesh, go to India. You, it, you, you don't have a mental algorithm to teach you what mm. it feels like. Yeah, the sight, smell, every sense is is has not felt that yet. Mm-hmm. So I, I suggest any any white person or for American whatever go to experience. That. Go to some sh- shitty little country and just like be blown away by how different i mean it is you don't have anything that to prepare for it yeah does that make you feel more grateful for the things here? yeah 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 uh for sure uh i mean I, my cousins are doing they're fine you know but they they also kind of they had a starving period my dad is from a poor poor village he lays one of those classic like read your way out of the village mm-hmm. is the only way to escape like he, he used to read by fireflies and shit, you know <laughs> village shit. Like he'd like trap fireflies and just read. No way. I'm he'd like, trap fireflies right, in a jar. Yeah, and then read based. I'm like, dude, this is some village shit, dude. That's so cool. Though. I know. My dad's awesome. My dad's like he's got like two PhDs. He's like one of the smartest. He's the smartest guy I know. And uh, he was a village just village rat, and then read his way up to uh, go to a college in Bangladesh. Got got first or second in the statewide exam, the countrywide exam uh, that got him a scholarship to USSR. So he studied in Russia when I was in undergrad, basically. It's so, like, uh, my undergrad was his Russia. And so that's when, from 18 to 22, he was in Russia. Brezhnev, straight up, but that's a communist. Definitely released this uh, after. <laughs> so simultaneously, uh, <laughs> you're getting your college education here in the States. Yes. And your dad's getting his master's. Oh, no, no, no that's not what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. The, the, I'm saying in my life, like the, oh. my development, when I, like his, when, he, when I was his age. Right. Or, sorry, when he was my age, he was in Russia. So right. that's what I meant. You haven't been his age yet. No, exactly. He's <laughs> fucking 65. But, but uh, yeah, he's, he's been in Russia, and he's like, uh, he loves communist Russia. He was like, there was no crime in the streets, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and he, uh, he So loved, he, he went from Bangladesh to Russia. To Russia. So it's a big step up. Big step. I mean, dude, yeah. he's the rags to riches, man. And then from there, he went to Canada. Uh, and then... And what was he? He must have been like, whoa. I, dude, I, this guy's life, man, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. My dad's life is unreal unreal and um yeah he like he found my mom in bangladesh mm-hmm. right and then my mom was always this woman who wanted like a uh, village guy who pulled himself up from the booster my mom wanted like a little orphan boy to marry and so <laughs> right like see like she fell in love with him and they they were like this the one the, the only not arranged marriage in the world or something do they do uh, arranged marriages all the time all the time time. well they say arranged marriages have a higher success rate they do they do only because uh the women have less power right that's probably what it is mostly yeah uh but uh yeah my my dad and mom they met and then all that good stuff and then they got the uh scholarship to uh canada studied there then from there to new jersey new jersey to texas my dad's in alabama now uh, is teaching uh, uh, like engineering and stuff, and they're still together. You yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're still together. But Do your relatives in Bangladesh hold it against you guys that? Like- uh, no, we're the, they love us. We're the, okay. we're the stars of the family. Uh, they never have that. It's you know when the resentment starts is when they come to America, 
and then they want to make their own thing and they're like yo now we have like a rivalry thing going mm. but they don't know no, most of my family is in bangladesh and so i'm excited to go see them again but uh i'm wondering how much of them have have huge beards now you know all right because it become more extreme yeah with dude her. one of my cousins oh my god so militant he's like uh, one of his opening lines to me one day was like uh, you know osama osama bin laden was bad sure <laughs> i'm like yeah. and then you know, know, stop right yeah, now right. i want to hear what happens you know the next word is but but and i'm like <laughs> i don't need to hear the other end and like dude it's like listen tell me one bad thing he did i'm like dude uh he's he's militant these guys are militant some of some of my cousins are militant people it's like a, it's a different environment there it's yeah. like really stuff you think for granted here like yeah everyone hates isis how do you resolve is, that in your head because some of these people would love to murder some of your closest friends here probably <laughs> murder is a strong word but like not like for sure okay um they're not violent they're not violent, not violent they just have like uh I, most Bengalis are just guys with like same here everyone's got like well, you know what i would do you know what right, i would right, do right. if i was president like you no know, shut up get finish your pbj even you know? the westboro baptist church people they're they don't attack they're not right, violent right 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 and does anyone, either uh, family back in Bangladesh or your immediate family, have feelings about you being in New York? Um, uh, yeah. I was the kid who was supposed to be a doctor. Like, I got okay. into med school. Supposed to go to uh, med school in uh, A&M in uh, Texas. And I didn't do it. And I was, was going to be the first doctor in the family, in the whole family. Like, literally, from the beginning of our time to now. Because mm-hmm. my family has no uh, coat of arms. We're just like a bunch of watermelon vendors and bricklayers. And then I was going to be the first doctor, literally the first doctor in the history of the Siddiqui world. Yeah. And I was like, no, uh, I'm going to go do comedy. And it re- crushed everyone. The ripple effect was insane. Like, like they have, they have a day where like they, they, they cry. It's called the day Usama rejected med school. It's, it's a whole thing. What happened? Why the right turn? Oh, I, I found comedy, man. Mm-hmm. Comedy was the thing. What turned you on to comedy? Uh, being funny, man. So the, you know, I, the, all the, the, the shitty childhood where I wasn't getting any friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I started being funny, and I realized that that was getting me friends and acceptance. And I was like, "This is fucking it. Whatever this is, where I say something and you laugh, I'm about this." Yeah. And I kept cultivating that over the years, and just. But wouldn't becoming a doctor get you acceptance as well? But it wasn't the acceptance I wanted. Mm-hmm. I already had book smarts. I, that never fulfilled me. Right. But the funny thing really spoke to my soul a little bit. I was like, this is, mm-hmm. this is it, man. This is what I want to do. And yeah. it's not just laughs. It's just an instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, uh, I just made Amanda Henson laugh. Yes. Oh, bringing her back. <laughs> the pain. I would love it if she was right behind that door and we had to like, figure this out. You know? <laughs> were, you, were you funny as a kid when Trevor was mm. trying to beat you up? No, I had no lines. Um, I should, I has, I, maybe I should like create something, like rerun it in my head. But uh, no, I was. I started being funny in like uh, high school because they say a lot of uh, comedians they develop a per- like Chris Rock. I right. think said he developed a pers- uh, comedy because it helped him right, not get right. beat up. Right. For me, I, I wasn't funny. I was just getting beat up. And in high school, I started being a little funny. And then by college, I was I was the funny guy. Whatever. I was always trying to make people laugh. And, like, yeah. I needed it. It was not in a good place too. Because like, back then, my funny was very attached to my ego. I needed the laugh where I felt inadequate now as i do stand up more and more I'm, I'm getting less that that need is going and just the joy of doing is becoming more of the uh the the overall feeling now right because you know when you're preoccupied with the results of your funny then it's up and down you know you mm-hmm. have, sometimes you're on sometimes you're not and then it's just like that's, that's too much of a storm in terms yeah. of my ego you know before we get to comedy let's stay on this for a little bit longer um so, I mean, I feel like a lot of people can relate because a lot of people, when they go back to their families for Thanksgiving right. or whatever, 
they have to deal with a lot of extreme sort of right-wing views and just keep their mouths shut. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So this is what, I mean, you're leaving for Bangladesh in two days. Yeah, yeah, you wish you had. Uh, I but know, this, I uh, feel yeah. like, is more extreme. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. For some, what some might say extremist, you know? It's yeah. like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's different. But yeah, dude, it's, because like, I hear these uh, comics talking about like, their white grandpa saying the N-word. I'm like, dude, that's a nice uh, guy. He didn't, right. he didn't punch anyone, you know? My family has like, uh, they're, little, they're rough around the edges they got. Like, like there might be some murder in my family. Like in deep, like one of my great uncles, I think, might have murdered. Like it was like a thing where they murdered one of my other great uncles because of a dispute over mangoes and stuff, like a mango tree. Thing. But it wasn't a hate crime; it was a mango crime. It was a mango <laughs> crime, which uh, is actually worse in Bangladesh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a property thing. Like a lot of uh, so the mango tree was on like his property. So like, whose property was it? Mm. This happened a long time ago, and like that's my family. There's like murder in my family. And stuff but like there that. are laws, and there's some sort of judicial system. Yeah, I thought you said jujitsu system. <laughs> Every Bengali knows jujitsu. No one knows how to lay down the lob. But uh, yeah, like you can't just murder your cousin. Yeah, back then it was. I mean, in the forties, okay. no man's land. I mean, dude, uh, it was just crazy. Now, I mean, there's a lot of love between my family, but there's a lot of like the property. It's all about prop. Prop people kill people over property in Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. So like, who who leaves who what to who? And like uh, Bangladesh has like eight kids. Everyone has eight kids. So when they grandma and grandpa die. The family falls apart because the eight kids are vying for one plot of land, which is everything in Bangladesh. That happens a lot here. Yeah, too. right. Land owning is huge. It's the biggest thing. Uh, uh, yeah, like there's yeah. a word in Bengali for property killing. Uh, that, that's how in, in, you know what I'm saying. I don't know the word for it, but like it's that's like how a, common it is. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's just it's fucking unreal uh, so play- are you, are you going to have a trouble when you're going to hear all these ideas they're probably going to be very excited to tell you their opinions <laughs> i imagine because that's Give how me people brochures are. like try this brochure out death to america the brochure yeah i mean and, how, uh, how do you I, keep your it's not that bad it's really one cousin uh that i'm, I'm wondering how he's gonna be yeah one cousin everyone else is chill we're all just trying to get laid and have a good time you know no uh, but they're not trying to get laid what uh, they are trying to get you know what i'm saying like quote quote like uh-huh. everyone, but by getting laid i mean married they're trying to get married which is getting laid okay people get married so they can get laid that's how so most people just have sex with one person their whole life see officially yes Mm -hmm. but the in poor areas everyone has sex all the time the poor of the area like like in villages it's very very taboo but everyone has sex all the time yeah but it's super duper. Like if someone found out, you'd be shunned, exiled from the village. They have sex with different partners. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's a, that's a class thing. I think more like I think poor when uh, in Bangladesh, poor people just like you know, it's the ones who have class and who have status that don't. So is that considered a lower class thing to do to have a different lot of different yes. partners? Yes, yes. And they're probably like, hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, you hey, more hey. for me. Yeah. You rich we'll idiots. Take that status. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. It's it's uh, repressed cultures. I think. Are they uh, badness comes out ev- evil, which is not evil, mm-hmm. is seen as evil. So you, you you think you're bad or you're not bad, and it's like uh, repression does a lot of bad things, uh, in my opinion. Just a lot, a lot, a lot of like uh, uh, unsaid and things that come out later on, and like like uh, you know, just un- unhealthy emotions when you suppress and repress a, a culture. But, yeah, and when you repress natural human nature, like uh, 
lust right you, right you know, right right attraction exactly and indeed it's, it's an interesting thing because the arabs used to be the most forward-thinking people in the world mm-hmm. we used to be the ones at that forefront of mathematics we used to be the ones at the forefront of like thought and mm-hmm. philosophy you know and that's all just the different rulers destroyed it you know why do you think it's stopped uh, the, 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 uh, i think uh, when some certain people come in power they can change a whole a whole environment. Like uh, back in the day, it was a lot of empires and like a lot of rulers. So if a ruler wasn't cool, it w- the whole thing would just stop. So you know, Iran was very and Afghanistan. They were very like uh, uh, forward thinking in the seventies, right? Like before CIA and all that came in. I don't you know. know. That? Iran was like one of the most forward thinking uh, countries. Forward thinking in what way? Oh, like Western values. Like uh, uh, yeah, forward is, is a word. Because you could say the hijackers of nine eleven were forward right, thinking. Right, right, right. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Uh, no, as in very like advanced human rights and advanced uh, sort of like uh, uh, women's rights and like uh, stuff like that. Uh, and then uh, I think, I'm not really sure about this, but we, we came in and we, we put our own guy in that would listen to us. That guy uh, set Iran back uh, 100 years. They've got, and then now they're like this culture that we know now. But yeah, in the seventies, they were very, 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 very modern. But how much of it is um, the country, and how much of it is just the religion not evolving? I, I think it's more a, an oligarchy of people who mm-hmm. don't look at it as an evolved religion. So it's like it's an, it, the interpretation of a couple of very fundamentalist people mm-hmm. that that are are scary and that they are uh, very intent. Uh, uh, they, they, uh, on making sure that their values are, are released onto the culture. Right, it's how they interpret it's, it. Right, so uh, it's like the views of a few that are destroying the culture uh, and the progress of right. many. I could personally relate to it in the sense of Judaism where like uh, Orthodox Jews right. are complete aliens to how I was raised right. as very reformed. Were you, you're not a said, right? Like, okay. <laughs> I'm barely Did even you Jewish. have the, the curls? Or, okay. <laughs> They're under the long hair. Yeah. Hi, dude. Nice. <laughs> and I'm actually wearing a yarmulke, but my hair right, is. Right. I, I'm doing the comb over over the yarmulke. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, Judaism experiences that extremism as well. Right, right. It's the same. We're not so different, man. Honestly, Judaism and Islam is like a lot of the same repression. Yeah, I, like. I guess um, as far as I know, there's not many violent. Like that's where the line is drawn: is the violence. Right. Right. I mean, there's this. I mean, Palestine isn't exactly. You guys aren't hugging them, or you know. Oh right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't Not exactly high fiving Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> it's great sharing this land. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. but I mean, so it must be glaringly obvious in Bangladesh because your neighbor is India and it's mm-hmm. mostly uh, Hindu. No, uh, Bangladesh is mostly Muslim. Right, Bangladesh uh, and India is, but- is I don't know the, the, the set. I think it's majority Hindu, but mm-hmm. it's a big, big Muslim population. Huge. It is huge. So, but how different are the cultures and the countries? India is more progressing. India is definitely progressing faster. It's got mm-hmm. IT now. The outsourcing. They're outsourcing to India. They're not outsourcing to Bangladesh. That's not happening. Why uh, is that? Our infrastructure is worse. We have less of an economy. I mean, Bang- India is huge. India is mm-hmm. huge, a lot of manpower. Bangladesh is tiny. One of, it's the most densely populated country in the world, and we don't have enough resources. Okay. And we get monsoon every year, which destroy our GDP half the time. You know, so whatever GDP we, we, we accrue is destroyed in this monsoon. It's, it's terrible. Bangladesh has got some, a, lot, a lot of problems infrastructure-wise. Um, uh, and just uh, India has just had a lot more influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, 
British people came into India, which was Bangladesh too. Uh, and but there's some, the infrastructure was set up in Delhi, in Calcutta, which is India. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, and so they have a lot of the benefits of like you know the modernization of the industrialization. Bangladesh didn't get it as much, and so and we're struggling. It's a smaller country and it's sinking, and it's it's a lot more. The land is actually sinking. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a peninsula. It's, and geographically, it is sinking, and it, it is just, it's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Going to be mass migration in, in 50 years. Who knows? So uh, we'll be talking about the uh, Bangladesh refugees. Right. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm getting those jokes ready now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Starting to write in the premises now. Be right there. Yeah. By the time that's in the news, you'll be on Right. Because I know I'm going to inspire a legion of Bengali comedians, so I got to be ready. I got to. <laughs> You're the Bengali ambassador of yeah, comedy. Baby. Yeah, baby. But uh, yeah, man, that's uh, just I'm gonna try to do some stand up in Bangladesh too, maybe if I can find it. Does it exist there? I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I saw a video of uh, a guy doing stand up in Bangladesh, and dude, nobody laughed, but they were just uh, clapping if they liked a joke. Well, so there's no laughs, but there was 18 applause breaks. But you, uh-huh. you, you would be in a third or fourth grade level of, of jokes. Bengal, exactly. <laughs> You're it's, doing like it's knock knock jokes. Straight up, dude. <laughs> I would be like, I have no idea how to relate to these people. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. When did, when did you start to learn English? Uh, just, you know, normally. I'm born in Canada, so. So like around 14, like me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you grew, up, you grew up learning English. You grew up. Uh, speak English in public in schools, but yes. your family spoke. Uh, Bengali. Yeah, Bengali. I was always Bengali. Mom, mom used to like beat my ass if I didn't speak Bengali. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they speak English as well. They do. My mom is kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. this, but you know, it's not really that expansive. Uh-huh. But she's she's actually, you know, she, she can have a conversation. She can work in America, but uh, a lot of the cultural stuff goes goes over her head because she doesn't even um, want to deal with it, you know. So she she might not know that Bill Cosby's a rapist. She has no idea because mm-hmm. she doesn't care. She just like fuck American culture. I, I'm just here cooking and watching my Bengali TV and, and my family, and she's chill, which is a way to live, I guess. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's interesting when people and cultures come here and just don't. Bro, it's it, and it's weird because they stop growing in their culture, but my country's still growing in culture. Right. As so, Bangladesh is is, is get modernizing. This is modernizing, and you have this idea from 1970. It's a weird. A lot of Chinese parents, a lot of Bengali parents have that, where they stop. They they bring back this old version of culture right. to America, even not knowing or perceiving that their country is changing as well. No, do you thing. think that's because people like to just hear their beliefs enforced? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you you come here, you just want to. Uh, hang out with your people mm-hmm. and then you want to hate on the race you want to hate on you know because every race has a one race they hate mm-hmm. oh, dude if you go to these brown parties bro it's like it's brutal so today's Thursday on Saturday you're going to Bangladesh yeah man Saturday. how often do you go back uh, last time I went back was seven years ago oh wow yeah, yeah. All, right. all my cousins are married now so we're going to be a totally different thing totally different energy but yeah I mean you're different I imagine I'm mad different yeah I'm mad different uh, I didn't even do comedy back then I, I started comedy like four years ago mm-hmm. so it's like it was before comedy it was during college everyone looked at me nicely because I was going to be a med school doctor and now I'm coming home to Bangladesh with this new passion yeah and they're going to want to hear jokes and I'm not going to know how to relate to them that's, what I, that's really what's on my mind right now it's like how am I going to make these people laugh I'm a little concerned <laughs> uh, let me tell you why I'm concerned because you're doing stand-up comedy every night sometimes Sometimes just here, me yeah. in New York City, I'll be out at a party or with just you know non stand up comedians, right. and you kind of have to watch yourself because we make jokes with each other right. that are really edgy and right. biting. Right, right. But if you do that to people that aren't forward thinking, dude, oh my god, you said you, you said the forward thinking joke, yeah, to these people, they're like, oh, exactly, uh, exactly. Like, that joke 
would horrify. <laughs> would 9-11 the party, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That would be like terror alert orange and every party would be over. So, like, I have to keep that in mind just here in my own city. Right. So, I mean, I would... I'm concerned that you're going to forget. You know, oh, dude, I, I don't know, man. I love I love my Bengali culture. I love it. I'm very proud of it. I love my cousins. I know I've been shitting on them all, all podcasts, but like, I love I, I love where I'm going. I, I, I really am proud of it. But uh, first of all, two and a half weeks, no stand-up. I'm a guy who does like three or four sets a night. So it's like, yeah, when I can't get that, I, oh, geez, that's mm-hmm. what I'm really not looking forward to. But So two and a half weeks, you'll be back. So if you're not back in like three or four weeks, yo, I'll just... Yo, release, first of all, release a podcast <laughs> and release an Ember Alert. <laughs> like, yes. Like, it's going to be, oh, geez. <laughs> I look like such a recruit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm walking in the street of Bangladesh and an ISIS terrorist sees me, he's like, excellent. I like that guy. Yeah. I can work. You know, I just look like impressionable. I look like a guy who's like, yeah, I'll take a brochure. Like, I look, I have resting, I'll join your cause face. You know? <laughs> That's what I think I do. And so, like, I'm just, I gotta be careful, I think. So, have you experienced um, sort of bigotry and racism here? Not only by the way you look, but having the name Usama Siddique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way you said it was so funny. And just that, Usama is that, Siddique. Is that, is that, you is said that it correct? like I was a Kenyan tribal chief. Oh, really? <laughs> Usama Siddique. Is it pronounced Siddique? Usama Siddique. Siddique. Yeah, it's, like, it's a, uh, Osama Siddique. But like that, the, there's a it's Siddiqui's like American. How you, how you pronounce it? How how, how how is it pronounced? Native. Uh, Usama Siddiqui. Okay. Usama Siddiqui. Siddiqui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bounce on the D. Usama Siddiqui. Nice. Yeah. Bounce on the D. Bounce on the D, baby. <laughs> you can use that. <laughs> hey, hey there you go. Hey, bring it full circle. <laughs> bring it full circle. But uh, uh, yeah, man, that, that, that's it's it's all you, everything you said is is very pertinent to my fears of going to Bangladesh. Yeah. But have you experienced uh, that sort of oh, racism, bigotry here? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, mo- mostly in the beginning of t- uh, 9-11, after 9-11, a little bit. Uh, and it's mostly because of your your first name. First name, a little bit brown too. I mean, in the South, it's a little bit more okay. People are a little more okay, like shitting on races. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, yeah, hey, he doesn't care. He's good. But you might, we might not be, you know. But I mean, I, I never... I never found it a problem. I, I just wanted to be funny, you know. And yeah. just, if someone was coming at me, I had a, a chance to be funny, so I liked. I liked it. It never bothered you. No. You've never the, been taken off an airplane or denied a no, flight. No, 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 no. Uh, I have been randomly searched uh, every single time. That's a true thing. The random searches. Yeah, that's every single time. They do search you every time. Every time, especially in international flights. I went to Turkey once, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not like they do it very authoritatively. They come in like uh, like uh, salespeople, like they're about to sell you Metro PCS. Or like, like, hey, buddy, <laughs> come on, come on over here. What's, what, let me just we're just hanging out we're just this is like a TSA he's like a gun he's like yeah. we're just hanging out uh, just tell me right now why are you going to Turkey just ask it's like a weird like weird PC thing I, I know I know you know what it is it's like it's cop psychology Co- right I'm right. your best buddy Come you could on. open up if you're gonna blow something up tell me we'll blow it up together yeah right? yeah and it's like uh, and I was like yeah I'm just going there to, to visit and just like visit what visit who visit right. where and I was like yeah fuck I know what's going on here well I think they're uh, taught to speak to you that way so you feel comfortable and open up telling your plans right oh mm-hmm. you're right my blueprints are right here sorry uh, <laughs> oh, but, I, I'm, I'm glad you're an ally yeah, yeah, thank God. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, that kind of stuff happens. Another thing that happens racism-wise is, like, girls don't see Indian dudes as, as desirable sometimes, as virile mm. growing up, because uh, that's one of those... But you're not Indian. Um, oh, same thing, bro. It's, it's not like the girl making a distinction between Bengalis and Indians. It's, it's not the same thing to you, though. Yeah, I'm half Indian, too. 
Oh, you are? Okay. Because my dad's from Kolkata, which is a Bengali-speaking part of India. Okay. So nationalistically, I'm half Indian, half Bengali. Ethnically, I'm full Bengali. Okay, so, so you, don't, just, you don't take uh, insults. It's like if someone calls you Indian. No, 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 no way. No it's way. like you're Japanese and they're calling you Chinese. Right, they have that. They have that. We don't have that. It's, okay. it's whatever. It's whatever. I think an Indian guy might get offended if I call them Bangladeshi because mm. we're lower on the status-wise globally. Yes. But it's always that. Right. But you've probably also been called like Arab and other mm-hmm. random shit by people that called, don't know what been, they're talking right, about. Right, I've been called Mohammed, which is yeah. the worst racial slur, you know. Uh but yeah, a lot of things. But a lot, the most, the most of the stigma was like growing up was that girls didn't find you attractive mm-hmm. because brown was weird and and mm-hmm. not don't like brown people. They're terrorists, whatever. Now, how much of that is just because of media and culture? Uh, most of it. But the thing is also, if you play upon humans' fear, they become fearful. You know, like, right. Uh, right. So it's like uh, it was a positive feedback loop. The more fear they showed, the more fear they displayed, mm-hmm. or 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 aversion, or whatever, you, what you, have you. You just nailed the the uh, recipe of Fox News. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> that's the Two cycle. cups bigotry. Three cups hate blacks, and then you know stir and uh, mm-hmm. stir up. The I mean, reinforced. even even before terrorism was part of the conversation, when I was a kid, years before nine eleven. Right. right. Uh, Indians were made fun of. They were picked on. They were right. called smelly and, smelly, and yeah. things like that. Even yeah. it, there was no association with what, any what, kind of terrorism. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Long Island. Long Island. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So, so any, <laughs> any, you know, I, I grew up in mostly a white neighborhood. Right. So, so Asians, uh, Indians, anyone, you know, non-whites were, right. were picked on. Right, right. Because they were and then after nine eleven, is like a whole new dimension to the to the hate right. or the aversion or whatever. But. So do you relate to, say, a black person here in that oh, sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most minorities, you can, there's, always a, there's already like an intrinsic, mm-hmm. like, we get it, because there's, there's like an outsider element, like, right. same kind of conflicts a lot of times against the whites, you know? So, See, uh, you just pointed at me and Matt, and I have a problem with this, because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I'm just joking, but yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> no, because uh, uh, I don't feel like a white person a lot because right, right. I have been removed from an airplane because they thought that I was so terrorist. crazy. That's so insane, dude. That, it's that, insane to me as that's well. Wild. That's wild. So but wild. yeah, they took me off the plane. It, yeah, excuse me, Gary. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> get, you know, like kicking a guy yeah, named yeah, Gary out of a yeah. plane. Oh. Yeah, uh, I've been denied a hotel room, dude. I've been in Austria t- sitting around and they've been talking about dirty Jews. Oh, dude, not knowing I yeah, was Jewish. Yeah, both. Yeah, fuck, man. That's that's uncool as fuck. Yes, and so you're I, white. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I got the worst. Situation That's of, so funny, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> and here I am talking to an Osama who's never been taken off a flight. Right, right. They're like, because they're weird. Like, we want to make sure you're okay. You know, you want extra chips. Well, I'm glad this podcast yeah. is bringing world peace. Though. Right. I mean, it's right. Like, you're two Jews talking to a Muslim. This is- yeah. Instead of, you know what? If, if, if they offer the 9 11 terrorists like an extra pillow, maybe. <laughs> Maybe they would. I mean, they did put me on the next flight in my very own seat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 it's. I, I find it reviling to like that whole discrimination stuff. But like, it's a natural expression. It's a natural expression of fear, mm-hmm. which you can't really hate them. Yeah, people for it, which is uh, fear and division. Mm-hmm. That's that's the name of the game yeah. with with America now. It's now, like, besides the religion, are you going to have a trouble adapting to the culture of Bangladesh? I mean, there's a lot of uh, me, like Bengalis intense there. Mat- meat eating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah how are you going to deal with all those Bengalis? <laughs> it's pretty intense. Like, there's, they eat a lot of goat, right? Yeah, I eat goat. You do eat goat. Yeah. Okay. Do I, look, uh, do I look vegetarian? Do you? Um, well, you're skinny like a vegetarian. I know. I know. It, I know. It, I know. It. Uh, yeah, but there. Yeah. Well, a lot of meat, a lot of goat, a lot of eat, all that shit. I mean, I'm gonna be fine. But uh, like here, when we when we eat meat, 
it doesn't really resemble an animal so much. Right. And anytime it does, like people don't want a fish served with right. eyeballs here. Right, right. They don't right. want to see the eyes. They don't want to see the nose. Oh, dude, I I, I eat fish eyeballs all the time. Whenever yeah. I eat fish, I eat eyeballs. I eat the the ass. I I squeeze out the the anus and I I don't eat that. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I eat all the fish. Bengalis are huge fish eaters. Huge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was in your research. No, but, uh, I missed that. Uh, Bengalis. I got caught up on fish. the capital of Bangladesh, which is Dhaka. Dhaka, yeah. <laughs> Dhaka's a trip, dude. Taga's a trip, dude. If you yeah. go to any, you guys probably go to Bombay or New Delhi, but it's a trip, dude. It is so insane. Yeah. Why is the capital of Bangladesh a trip? And, oh, it's it's just like the most overcrowded place in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, you know how there's like four lanes here. In, uh, in, in, yeah. in, well, there's the same width of road, but they add six more lanes in Bangladesh. Uh-huh. That just ima- you, you can't even imagine that. You can't even think of this. Well, I've been to Poland, and in, okay. Pol- in Poland, you know, there's super poor parts of yeah. Poland, and uh, the main highway in Poland is literally one lane. And yeah. to pass, you have to drive in the oncoming traffic lane. Yeah. And every time you want to pass, you risk your life because there's another truck coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hilarious. it's so Hilarious. scary. That's what it is. And, and dude, there's no crashes. Nobody crashes. In, and mm-hmm. just seeing these drivers, this is like. Insane. They they are they are geniuses. Uh, it, it makes sense why your people are perfect for New York City cabbies. Yes, yeah. dude, dude, dude. <laughs> was that racist? <laughs> the, the way you say things is nice. I know you look like Nazi youth, but like the way <laughs> you say it is so tender. It's a delivery. It's a delivery. It's yeah. true. Matt's the only Jew that looks like a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Thank you, thank you, Hans slash Matt. <laughs> He's got it all covered. <laughs> Works. Right, right, right. Han, Hans Kaplan. Hans Kaplan, dude. <laughs> uh, yes, I highly suggest you guys go there once. Probably India more than Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. I, I'd suggest probably Bombay or like New Delhi or like Madras is like southern. But mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, these places would blow your mind. So the rampant, so like, like almost like very flagrant meat eating animals that doesn't bother you whatsoever like blood of the eyeball i i, I used to film the sacrifices uh you know for, for eid Aladha. Uh-huh. They, they used to sacrifice a goat i used to watch it i used to see it it's a very part of my life you know uh, uh there's no abuse i mean uh, as opposed to they're killing him right but uh it's not like they the practices there are, are actually a little more humane uh, it's not as cramped they, the the right. the they actually have uh, space for these things. I mean, they they kill them like they, they, we're all eating but uh the sort of you know in america they just keep the chickens in like a uh, a cage that's smaller than their body. That kind. That's chop, not a, chop their beaks. Chop their, they beaks. Put their beaks. That's not a, a thing. They don't do that shit in Bangladesh, which is interesting because they, 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 you can buy live chickens. So like a vast majority of these people buy the chickens live, kill them in the house. Right. And so it's like this. It's more natural. You yeah. Know, it's, it's, do you think Paul McCartney would enjoy Bangladesh? No. Cuisine? No. no. <laughs> uh, but they, then again, they they played to help us, right? Uh, uh, George Harrison. George Harrison. Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, they must have had some affinity. And uh, is Robert, that why Paul McCartney did not participate in the concert? Right. Of Bangladesh? Right. Like, listen, I needed commodes. All right, am I going to do the squat thing you you, you guys do here? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, the Bangladesh is like a Bill Clinton came once, mm-hmm. right? And then, like, this, why did Bill Clinton go? I think it was like a diplomatic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I remember what when it first when the country first country's pretty new Bangladesh as a country is like 30 years old 40 years old oh it's a very new because wow. the partition happened yeah, British used to rule India right mm-hmm. partition happened in 47 that changed uh, uh, India the whole India to Pakistan India and East Pakistan right? the British did that the British did that and wow. they, they gave uh, Pakistan our country right Pakistan um, tried to enforce martial law eventually we're like dude, we're culturally ethnically and uh, uh, geographically 
apart from you. Yeah. Let us have our own country. They're like, no, classic American Revolution thing. Soldiers came in. Uh, India helped us out. We agree, you know, we fought against them. We won in 1970-something. And then my, like my, my mom's brother fought in the war. Yeah. Uh, my mom evacuated her house and moved to like three villages over because there was Pakistanis coming and murdering people. Uh, and then uh, so we, we fought for independence. A lot mm-hmm. of, lot of Pakistanis committed a lot of genocide. Yeah. But it's like, it's like an unknown genocide. It's like an unknown, it's like a indie genocide, you know? And, uh, nobody really knows about it. And it's like, no, no Pakistanis know about it for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's 40 years ago that a war, we won the war and then the, uh, we named our country Bangladesh. See, does all this background make you feel separated from what you're, you're, you're here in New York, you're doing stand-up, right. you're hanging around with a lot of people with like, oh, I can't make enough money, I can't afford this burrito, and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, think is- I, I'm, I'm removed, I'm removed. I, it's not like I have flashbacks of, of mm-hmm. machetes or anything, but... Uh, but your sense of despair right, and right. like is just on a, such a different scale. It's a different scale, man. It's a different scale, like the, the burrito. <laughs> oh, you couldn't get extra guacamole yeah, right. on your burrito? I'm so sorry. The amount of rice in that burrito could feel Feed a family of five for right. like five days. When people know? complain about their food or right. whatever. It's too much, right. dude, dude, my mom's biggest thing about this country is the food waste. She cannot stand it. Like mm. she used to, one day she went to my school and she saw the trash can full of food and it almost made her cry. Like she's like, what the fuck is going on here? In this well, it's kid? interesting that you mentioned rice because yeah. that is my biggest complaint about New York burritos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that there's too Send much that rice. rice back to Bangladesh, <laughs> all right? I want that shit here. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a whole different algorithm for mm. how they live and I, again, I'm, I'm suggesting again, just go there and check it out. It's yeah. And are you, are you a little nervous to go there? A little bit, dude. Yeah. A little bit. I, I love the culture. I love everything about it. Mm-hmm. I really do love my country. It's just, it's militant now, man. It's, right. it's a different place. Than it so before we move on from this, uh, how much are you able to separate the religion and the country culture? Or is it just one big Thing. A lot of it, uh, it, it feeds on each other. So it's hard to separate it. Mm-hmm. You know, the culture is affected by the religion. The religion is not is kind of affected by the culture. The religion is more stagnant. It's more like the static, like this is the religion. The culture is the one that's always changing. You know, taking ideas, moving back. You know, rights, not rights. Oh, that, that's a that's a, a flux always. They don't have a separation of mosque and state there. Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> right, nice. Uh, no, it does not. Bangladesh is a democracy. It's a secular democracy. Uh-huh. Recently, in the last five years, different elements and factions have come up and tried to overrule and overthrow these secular ele- elements. And it's like, it, who's winning is a battle right now. Pakistan is much more religious. They have much more um, sacred sort of. Uh, people, whatever you call them, mm-hmm. in the uh, positions of power. But all the leaders are Muslim, mostly. Yeah, mostly. If you're gonna, not all, not all. I mean, it's a majority Muslim country. You're gonna uh, Muslims are gonna win, right? Right. Uh, but, but like the, when they do political stuff, do they include the uh, Muslim prayer or stuff like that? Uh, there's a separation of of mosque and state. There you is. Know, there is. So there's, okay. there's no prayers during town meetings or something like that it's not as stringent as that but much more much more chill i mean just that saying separation of church and state kind of just says that we're a christian nation (laughs) right 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 oh god it's not separation of synagogue and state right right it's very yeah exactly christians Mm -hmm. is a whole thing but yeah all right that's intense a lot of tense yeah Yeah. i get it woof yeah (laughs) i think now would be a good time because uh i also in my research Usama is an excellent beatboxer. Oh, yeah. Oh. Can, we, can we take a beatboxing oh, break? Yeah, can we sure, hear this? Sure, sure. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, wait, I, oh, wait, before you start, 
Matt is a bass player. Oh shit! Yeah, Matt can play some serious Ooh, bass. Ooh, we can we can make some music, man. Yeah. So right. Matt can play some serious. So if, if you want to jump on the bass, Matt, do it, do it, do oh, it. Oh, you want to just vocal bass, right? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right start, start off. All right. I'll, I'll jump. All right, here we go. Uh, what's, what's the name of this podcast? The Gary Hour. The Gary. The Gary. The Gary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you could do more oh, than that. Oh, shit. Second musical performance yeah, yeah. on this podcast. Oh, shit? Yeah, nice, that nice. was good. <laughs> so, wait, did you learn to do that as a survival mechanism? <laughs> nah, nah. It was, a, it was like a sophomore year of college before I started comedy. I felt very talentless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want more talents. Mm. And so I was like, what do I do? And I always like percussion. I was like, percussion was anytime I, anytime I listen to music, I'm always listening to the drums. And I was like, let me just start to learn this shit. And I just what do like, you mean you felt talentless? Oh, it's just one of those night, days where I, I, uh, I was searching for a, a, a searching for an identity. Like in college, you're looking for an, an identity. Identity, yeah. Right. So it's like, what? Who am I? Am I this guy? Am I this guy? I didn't feel like being smart was an, was like enough of an identity for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm smart. Who cares? Anyone? It's can not smart. a cool idea. It's not a cool identity. So I remember in sophomore year, I was like, I want something like for me mm-hmm. that I could do, and I just chose beatboxing, and I, I instantly was, I was like, hours of YouTube videos, hours of like, because just doing the. Just that sound to get that to have that bass requires so much shit sounds. So you got to work your cheek muscles. So it's just just that getting better at something. I just loved it. And I just uh, this guy named Fat Tony on YouTube taught. He still has them right now. You can honestly learn them right now. And I just went on YouTube and just learned for like a couple of years. I've been doing it for like six years now. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, just on the side. Yeah. And then I found comedy, and then comedy became everything. So now I don't do as much beatboxing, but I still have that kind of. So beatboxing is your backup career. Backup career, baby. <laughs> uh, no one's done it before, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing you know because uh, all those old guys you know Bismarcky and you know yeah. those guys they're good but I mean, they really they don't really know how far it's come like beatboxing right. has come so far right well hip hop also I mean yeah, yeah. yeah you hear the flows compared to the old yeah, days yeah yeah Eminem versus uh, you know yeah Melly Mel or Chuck yeah. D, it's just very simple. Yeah, yeah they're, they're phenomenal. They're powerful. They paved the way. But you don't. I mean, Chuck D can never do what Eminem can do. There's exactly. no way. You know? Eminem could do what Chuck D did for sure. <laughs> and no, Eminem would never say that. Eminem would never say that because there's so much respect for those old guys. Yeah, so much respect. But like, let's be real. Yeah, and you got to put it in context. Yeah, too. just yeah. watching you now, there are so many different muscles moving in, in your face, your right. neck, your throat. Yeah, with, with like Bismarck key, it's just <laughs> kind of one thing. <laughs> he's yeah. having a stroke while beatboxing. Yeah, I've seen him perform in a small venue, <laughs> yeah. and he's like. Looks like he might die at any moment. <laughs> His hi hat is yeah. him uh, having yeah. diabetes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Like his big trick is like putting a mic to like different parts of his head and right. neck to get different sounds. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. What no, he does. No, get out of here. Uh, yeah, he's come a long way. But yeah. I mean, without his marquee, there would be no. You know, right, it's, course, it, you true. gotta respect it. You gotta, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different time. So what? What? What was the first comedy bug to bite you? Um, Who was it? Which happened? What'd oh, you see? oh, oh uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Uh, uh-huh. He he did the bit. I don't know if you know. Do you know his bits? Like, oh yeah. Uh, he did the bit about the why. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, with the kids? why? Yeah, because I this. Why? Because some things are and some things aren't. And I remember I was watching this and I was laughing so. No, I've laughed really hard in my life, but I've never laughed at someone on a screen. Mm-hmm. One guy made me fall out of my chair. I thought I was genuinely going to die. Not like a fun thing. And I'm yeah. like, I might die. I thought I was going to die because I could not stop laughing. You are going to have a heart attack. I thought, literally, like, I thought this is the end. I'm going la- to die laughing. It's not even like, I'm telling, I want to stress to you how real I thought I was going to die. Like, yeah. I, I was like ready to die. It was so funny to me. Well, can I just, yeah. this is a big compliment to you that that was one that bit you because that bit, that his daughter bit, keeps asking bit. why, <laughs> why, why is, why is the sky blue? Why is right. he, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's a pretty intense philosophical bit yes you know it's not like you're like oh i heard some fart joke and i was right, like oh right, my god right 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 i it was a bit because really uh, what i was laughing at is is louis talking but also his, his attitude his point of view was just getting more and more angry at this little kid but you also probably knew like this is like a big psychological philosophical right, question right right because some things are and some things aren't i just right. could not handle it how funny that was yeah. i was like oh dude and i remember that's a testament away. to your smarts right thank you thank mm-hmm. you and I, I remember after i go after i got up and first of all i thank god for not dying because i was really sure i was gonna die and then i was like whatever that is mm-hmm. what the fuck is that what just happened there now you just said you thank god do you you, you believe in god do you pray I, to god I, yeah i don't pray to god i believe in a god you or do. some sort of higher power some sort of element is, is the, the word god is a weird because when i say god it makes it puts my mind back into all those repression mm-hmm. ideals that I had growing up. Why do you believe in God? Um, it's like, a, we, we, we definitely don't know. We definitely don't know. So either you choose to believe or you don't choose. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'll believe. You know, I'll, I'll take the leap. So Whatever. you're taking the leap of faith. I, I, I think humans don't know everything. And there's some arrogant humans who think that they can use only logic to figure out right. if God exists or not. You can't use theology or logic or any logic to figure out if this is it because if it is true it's going to be on such a different plane mm-hmm. that nothing you can arrive at on your own mind would allow you so either you choose or you don't you know and so i just choose to believe because it humbles me it does a lot of good things for me like it takes out the ego that i have mm-hmm. it does a lot of good things so yeah on just like a practical level believing in god is helpful for me so you're using your faith in a way that benefits you. So, do you pray to a God that's outside of yourself? Uh, yeah, I don't pray specifically, but I, 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 I contact a God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, I'll, I'll try to communicate with him. Is yeah. that praying? I don't know. Whatever. But, uh, but yeah. you're talking to someone outside of yourself. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in that. I, I, for me, I, I don't even care what happens after I die as long as I remember that I was Osama. I don't give a shit if I'm burning in hell. I don't give a shit if I'm in heaven. Just so I know that I was Osama growing up, that, or I had a life in Osama. Because the worst thing would be if you did all these good deeds, then you, and then you woke up in heaven as a different person because you, you lost your consciousness. Yeah. So some guy is riding your fucking journey, uh-huh. and this guy just wakes up. He's like, oh, I'm in heaven now? What's going on? Wait, is this a Hindu thing where you're reincarnated as somebody else? No, no, no. no. This is me thinking like, all right, if you don't keep your consciousness, uh, uh, you know, your, your memory that you were alive yeah. uh, into heaven. 
Like right, say, right, right, say right. you just uh, like uh, God is all real and Christianity is all real, and Islam mm-hmm. is all real. It's all real, right? But the one thing you do, they didn't say is that you didn't keep your consciousness going to heaven. Yes, bullshit. That's some. Bu- I don't give a shit. Just let me know that I was Osama. I don't give a shit. Well, that's that's a big thing yeah. when people die. Is like well, I was. I used to yeah. live in Los Angeles, and right. there was like a major earthquake happening, yeah. and I was with two of my friends, and we're like, whoa! Like the whole house yeah. is just. So we got under the doorway, right. and we're holding hands, and we're just like. Let's just stay conscious through this. Let's yeah. stay conscious through this. Right. If we die, let's just stay conscious. Right. And that oh, was the big and that thing. Was your, that, you thought you were going to die, by the way. Yeah. So your only, your only hope was exactly what I want. Just I want to be me wherever I am. Stay conscious and aware. Yeah. yeah. That, I'm, I, that I was an entity. Maybe I'm not alive anymore, but me knowing that at one point I was alive. Who knows what's going to happen? Who the fuck knows? But uh, that's my ideal. Mm-hmm. That's my ideal. So like, when you pray to God, do you hear... Uh, a voice coming back to you? Mm, not quite. Uh, not really. Uh, I do feel a presence sometimes. But that could be like just like a you know a neuronal thing. Um, I don't know. Do you do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel like uh, a voice coming back? Uh, you said you're spiritual. Yeah, I guess I don't pray to an outside thing. I uh, believe in energy. Okay. But okay. Yeah, maybe that's a fault of mine. But it's uh, not an outside thing. I think for a lot of people, it's just a way that they can be completely honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. Like this is something I would never say out loud or, or think, you know, or, or communicate to another person. But I'm right. putting it out to my God. Right. This right. is how I'm truly, honestly feeling, and it's just it feels good to it's, get it's that like out a, and and feel that someone else heard it. Right. It's like a responsibility yeah. transfer. It's mm-hmm. like a, taking the weight right. off you and putting it into this outside source. It's a very benevolent mm-hmm. and and accepting, and it's like a very uh, healthy thing to do. Right. Like take out the uh, the intensity because your your ego is getting always getting shaken in this world so like releasing that responsibility to like god or whatever now are you asking for something in return or you just no 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 i i, I stopped doing that because i well, the day i stopped doing that was i i saw a soccer and the, the two teams praying to god i'm like this is ridiculous they, they, <laughs> what is going on here and they both I, can't win they both yeah. so someone's happened you know and then god's like, if you didn't fuck that one girl i would have given it to you yeah. so I, I i said like fuck that i'm not about asking i'm about appreciating you know and just uh-huh. and just letting the energy go where it may you know so without taking the potency out of a prayer but like what can you give me a specific example of how you would pray to an outside um like okay like if i'm uh if i do something really wrong mm-hmm. i'll be like i'm sorry but who am i say sorry to i'm saying sorry to the to the god okay i'm saying i'm sorry i'm sorry i regret this uh i'm sorry please forgive me and then then i'll say i forgive myself and then it's like a thing where i can get back to my center because I'm, I'm all about like no matter how much stimuli attacks you in the world, get back to a center. Right. And New York is a place where it just feeds you a stimuli that, that shakes your ego to its core. That, yeah. That's what New York is, really. It's, and that's, that's what's so hard about this place. It's just mm-hmm. the ego is getting fed and destroyed all, every day. It's very humbling. Very place. humbling, right. So uh, to keep a center of mind is a very uh, important thing to me to do every day, making sure that no matter what happens, stay at a, at a level area. And that happens through mental algorithms and prayers, quote, quote, that you make outside yourself and stuff. like. So a combination of prayers and mantras mm-hmm. help me navigate this insanity. It helps you stay strong and stay strong, centered. fortitude in the in the face of adversity, all all that sort of shit. Yeah, I always think of uh, Marge Simpson with New York City when the Simpsons come to New yeah. York. She goes, "All of a sudden, I feel like a big nobody." Uh, yeah, how am I? How am I? Oh god! So the Louis C.K. bit was the first thing that turned you on to stand up, and you're like, "Wow, a guy can just do that." A one guy can do that. Yo, I, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Maybe I have a thirst for power. I don't know depth why I love this so much, but I just I just love that. Like I I loved what he did. And I, after that, I was just 
just huge comedy fan. I love that uh, why bit as well. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, he turned that bit into a scene in Lucky Louie? His oh, first no, sitcom? no, no, no. I, I saw bits and pieces of that sitcom. I never saw the whole thing. But. That, that whole bit is uh, acted out in a scene, and it was kind of cool to see that, because I saw it after I saw it as a stand-up. Okay, okay. And I'm like, oh, cool, there's that bit. Oh, so cool. In sitcom form. I got to see Lucky Louie. I, I heard it's a really good show. Yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah. kind of like the honeymooner set. Right. It feels very... There's that one episode where like the guy, uh, one of his friends has like a, an amazing Cosby accent and uh-huh. he, he debuts it at the party and his his uh, wife's like, no, don't do it. You don't do that accent. You know you're not good at it. And he's like, honey, I'm good. I'm good at the accent. I know that. And, like, and like, everyone's kind of enjoying it but the wife is like, oh. And like, yeah, yeah. At, 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 when they go back home, the wife's like, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. And as she leaves, he's like, I'll see you later, bitch. And he, he calls her a bitch, but in the Cosby accent, it's, right. like ama- it's amazing, like <laughs> hilarious. It's like a it takes the Cosby accent. Cosby would never talk to a woman right, like that. Right, right, right. This is this is also pre Cosby, but you know maybe there's some prophetic stuff in there. You know, right? <laughs> Isn't that ironic that Cosby would never call a woman a bitch, right? <laughs> because she couldn't hear it because she already passed out. Right. <laughs> so it's it's interesting that it was Louis who seems like in certain ways, at least on a surface level, completely opposite you culturally. You yes, know? yes, almost nothing. Right. It connects in terms of culture. We're, we're often, and it's 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 nice to hear, but often, especially with with minorities, people of color, their big inspiration is someone who they relate to. So right. that comes from right. I uh, for me, relating to someone isn't the hugest thing. It's like, what is he saying? And if you really just look, if you like. Because most people, when, when you don't relate to someone, it's, it's almost on you sometimes because you're not willing to give the, the empathy required to meet someone halfway. Yeah. You know? And so uh, when, you, when I see a guy who only has one type of taste, I'm like, that guy might not be as empathetic. Uh, empathy, bec- big word. Because, yeah. because he's only uh, has people that are close to him. He doesn't have to move far to understand something. And that empathy is all about understanding and then going meeting someone somewhere like you know, spiritually and so and emotionally emotionally that's what, that's what I really meant yeah. I uh, and so yeah Louis when I, when I saw him I was like this guy has so much talent I was like totally vibing with what he's saying his energy was beautiful I just I loved Louis when I first started then I found Bill Burr and I was like fuck yeah and then I wow you're just a drawn you're connecting with the people like Matt said, yeah, so different. So different for me. Um, and I did like Russell Peters. I, I did like him uh-huh. growing up. I, I, I thought he was a very funny guy. This is before I had a sense of humor, you know. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I, boom! But um, take that, Russell. Bam! Yeah, he'll go back to having millions of dollars after this podcast. Yeah, he'll be heartbroken. I'm sure. <laughs> but how about uh, Aziz Ansari? Aziz, I, I like his energy. I think uh, on a quality of stand-up level, his first special was phenomenal. I think mm-hmm. it was great. Then he did this thing where, like, Louis said this thing where, like, uh, I'm putting out one special a year, and then he was like, "Me too." And then he just <laughs> kept doing it, but he wasn't good enough to put out one special a year. Uh-huh. So his material very much suffered. And, I, and people are telling me now, like, dude, he stopped for a year, two years. Now his shit's really good. Yeah. So people are saying it's back to being amazing. And I, mm-hmm. I got to see him now. I got to see. So you don't feel a stronger connection because he's. Oh, no, no, no way. Uh, uh, brown people. I, I, when I was growing up, very much so. I yeah. only had brown friends only because I, I couldn't really understand things. Uh, but now as I do more stand up, I'm getting more empathy. It's like you learn how to, how to give more to people you might not instantly relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you just have a brown friend, that's you uh, engaging in instant gratification. It's like, oh, this is the quickest way to friendship is a brown friend because we, we have commonalities, a very easy way to relate to each other. It's an easy mode of friendship. Right. Right? Where you, but you meet a guy in the hood in Harlem and you don't understand anything you say. But that friendship can, has the potential of being much stronger as well. Mm. You know? We're as strong. I mean, it depends on a lot of things. But uh, right, I think it's a, it's a very valuable experience. To, like, if you could meet together on what's more human and maybe perhaps less 
cultural. Yes, yes, yes. The human thing is universal funny. You yeah. Know? Slapstick is universal. Why? Because every every fucking culture has fall downstairs. You know, it's like everybody farts. Everybody farts. <laughs> so you got I mean, every. It's everybody farts. It's only one culture. It's like what the fuck are they doing? What is going on here? We found this tribe in Asia that doesn't <laughs> fart. fart. Never fart. They, they don't have any fart jokes. What? Uh, I wouldn't want to hang out with those people. That's yeah. that's some weird shit. They have no sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, you can't fart. Get out of my life, dude. That's for sure. But uh, but yeah, it's like it's interesting just how people the comedy is, uh, the differences more pronounced music you can uh, uh, very much wa- like a vast swath of humans can understand music yeah just like a, a chord it's very universal it goes right to the emotion right like straight past all the cultural bullshit comedy is so much different where you have to really like get into someone's head uh it's a very thinking man's uh, uh audience you know you have to you have to it's very heady language. very heady you have to un- you have to be engaged so uh someone who can kill in south korea i just so much respect for because yeah. he gets to the real heart of the human experience to make laughs happen I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all about that do you have an ultimate goal with uh stand-up besides being rich and famous uh dude i just want to i i'm all every day i wake up i'm like how do i get that hour dude uh-huh. it's all about the quality of the stand-up the quality for, right for me it's not like i want to make good i want to make I, I just want to be the greatest stand-up. Yeah. The greatest stand-up. Uh, I, want, I want to be the best stand-up in the world. Uh-huh. Now, I know, I'm very, also a very logical person, I know that's not, that's not a thing, but having that in my mind brings, when you have that kind of lofty goal, you might not get to the goal, but you'll go to places because you have that goal in your mind that you wouldn't have gone to if you didn't make that goal mm-hmm. in the first place. So it's like, I love that goal, like being the best stand-up in the world, mm-hmm. but it's more like that'll create me, that'll create uh, a, a drive in my mind to become one. Not that I need to be one. It's just having that as a goal will make me go that direction. Do you use any of these Western like affirmation kind of things to help you? What, like, what do you mean? Like, like uh, a lot of new agey stuff is like, I am the best I can be. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, or I'm, I'm getting better every day. I have. A, I, it's not. As, it's not the ones I read in books. Mm-hmm. I, I made my own. Uh, you do. Uh, there's there's a couple there's uh yeah one of them is like a three point it's uh you ain't shit we all gonna die <laughs> just let everybody fly right because I was having this trouble uh, ex- uh appreciating other people killing uh starting out in stand up uh, when yeah. everyone would kill really hard I would have a visceral uh a reaction that was really just insecurity lashing out like fuck this guy but really it was just me saying fuck I, I don't think I'm good good enough to be this guy so uh, I started creating these mantras like oh, you ain't shit you're just a human. You're not gonna. Uh, we're all gonna die. So that takes away the power of every experience. Right. Uh, and then we let everybody fly. And that's just like three point things that puts me back into a good space. Mm, uh, I like that. So yeah. Uh, so I, I found that. And after I do that, uh, I'm very much now like a lot more empathetic, a lot more like uh, accepting, and, and just life is a little more less intense every day. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of those that I use throughout the day. Life is less intense every day. Yes, as as in like the uh, the the stakes of life, as oh. in like you know what I'm saying, like the weight, like the weight, the exactly. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's more uh, engaging, yeah, but it's less intense. Quote, quote. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that I don't have that. Like, if someone does well or someone be- gets successful, right. I don't. I'm so glad I don't get angry. Right, right. I used to have that. I, now way better. I don't have yeah. that really at all. Uh, I only get angry if I know them personally and they're an asshole. Uh, you know? Right, right. That's, that's a different thing. Yes. That, that's a justice thing. That's like a world right. justice. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it helps me out. Just, just, just living like that. Saying mantras every day, trying to get back to the center. Uh, that, that's, that's how you, because when you're at the center, you're more able to give empathy. You're more able to connect, uh, you know, give, uh, be a man of growth. It's just mm-hmm. a, a very healthy thing to like work on your mind every day. I feel empathy like. is good. Do you think, uh, too much empathy could 
be bad? Yeah, because then you could become a pushover, uh, right? A little bit because you're just always feeling it. And maybe you feel so much empathy that you're just uh, almost gridlocked because mm-hmm. you're just like always feeling things and you don't do anything for yourself because yeah. you're so much. So yeah, there's a, everything, anything on too much of a scale is bad, I feel like. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's right. my mantra. Right. I'm wary Moderation. of all extremes. Right. Oh, for sure. The answer is always a happy medium. Okay. Because that, uh, but uh, that hair is uh, pretty not moderate, though. I'll be yeah. real. Ah, <laughs> that's my extreme. It's only because I look ugly with short hair. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <laughs> that's bullshit, dude. You're a good-looking guy, dude. Thank you. Um, don't say that in Bangladesh. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> ah, nice, nice, man. Nice. Thank you for talking to us. Oh, I dude, feel like so we can go fun, on yeah. and on. So fun. Yeah, you guys are cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much. This For sure. is great. And good luck out there. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll need it. Yeah, dang. Really Thank hope you. I see you again. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I'll text you when I come back. I'm like, yo, I made it. <laughs> Please do. See you, man.